teen horror i'm heather parry and i'm allowed a biscuit in a bit (laughs) with me as my co-host kirsty logan i said to rosie if you sit nicely you can have a biscuit later and heather's excited now about her biscuit (laughs) 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 what a day it's gonna be and today we are doing our season oh she's scoffed again she just keeps farting Usually Rosie farts and then runs out the room, but she's just sitting in her own filth. She's just bold now. She's sitting in her own little stink cloud. <laughs> her butt's actually like pointed at you as I well. I know, it's awful. <laughs> Terrible. She does do quite meaty farts. Angry at me. The best thing is it's actually me farting. <laughs> no, I was like, I bet it's you. <laughs> just pretending it's Pulling your dog. own finger over there. So, um, what are we doing, doing today? A season eight comparison. Can I just say that again? Season eight. I mean, and you know what? We do 10 books a season. We've read 80. Oh, we've read more than that. We've read at least 100. <laughs> That's true. Because of, of Patreon. Because there's like 40 or so Patreon episodes. <sighs> oh. We've read a lot of these books. I know, Kirsty. I know. I feel like you've done this to me. <laughs> you didn't have to do it. You oh. could have said no. You're oh, a grown up. I can't. This is. You know how you're training me to say no to things? It's coming no, up not five me, years though. too late. <laughs> <laughs> not to me. Will I do a quick run through of the books we've done this season? Yes. Okay, so we did um, Fear Street Part 1, the film. Mm-hmm. We did. Oh, yeah, because for the first time, we did films. We did films. Which I think might be something we return to. Yeah, you've been trying to force films on me for ages. I know, but I think you quite enjoyed it. I did, and I, I can crochet while we're watching them, so that's, that's nice. Um, yeah, so it's a full Fear Street, Fear Street only, shit, <laughs> rubbish shit all the time. Um, <laughs> rubbish shit. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> it was Fear Street, The New Girl by R.L. Stein. Fear Street, I'm just going to stop saying it. The Overnight by R.L. Stein. I'm going to stop saying that as well. Missing. Fear Street Part 2, 1978, the film. The Wrong Number. The Sleepwalker. Ski Weekend. Fire Game. And Fear Street Part 3, 1666. And let me tell you, I can't remember any of those books. I was going to say, if you've forgotten some or all of those, <laughs> then us too. This is going to be a really fun Luckily episode. I have my notes here that I'm going to look at. Uh, we can see... Oh, oh Rosie. Rosie. Getting involved. Oof. <laughs> She's got... got thoughts. Oh dear. I've uh, got the covers. Okay, so let's do a recap of what we've learned this season of Teenage Scream. Okay. So first of all, we had the first film, which was 1994. Four. Um, which was not good. Uh, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Um, and then you came in and shot all over that. <laughs> <laughs> you just had really low expectations. Oh, yeah, of course. Terribly so low. A- any anything that wasn't just somebody pooping on your face would have been, I think... A pleasant surprise. Yeah. Unless you're into that. I haven't asked. That phrase wasn't a pleasant surprise. No, I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Thanks. Someone's into it. Someone's into everything. So, what did we have in the film? So, remember, shall I do my dramatic reenactment of the prologue again? Go on. So, we open in the Shadyside Mall. 
There's a fran- fancy lady in a bookshop buying a trash book, but not for her, for her daughter. And it's a Robot Stein book, except he's called Robert Lawrence, which I don't understand why that happened. It's never referred to in the entire rest of any of the films. That's his real name. No. Hang on. <gasps> Do you think it is? Robert Lawrence Stein. So R.L. <gasps> Stein is his real name, unbelievably. But the L is for Lawrence. Why didn't yeah. you even think of that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I did. Just now. <laughs> tired jovial bob stein remember um so i don't understand why that happens unless it's just meant to be like a little a little wink to people who don't give a shit yeah it is. <laughs> i mean i don't get it though anyway um the bookseller is young and cool and she loves robert lawrence she's wearing a floral dress over a fishnet top which is a look and her name is heather yay but not that one um we have closer by nine inch nails <laughs> That's part of our 90s playlist. Um, Everything is neon lit. The phone rings. It's Ryan who also works at the mall. Jump scare! No, it's the janitor. Jump scare! It's Ryan this time. He's got a blow-up doll. They have some bants. (laughs) Not him and the blow-up doll. Him and Heather. Uh, Heather is reshelving some Jackie Collins when a book mysteriously falls to the ground off camera. There's a figure in the background. Rosie's joining in. She wanders the empty shop calling, Hello? Another book falls on the ground. Just every naff horror trope ever. <laughs> it's a cloaked figure with a knife. He stabs her. No, no. He stabs the book <gasps> that she's holding. There's a chase sequence through the inexplicably blacklit mall. Neon, neon. Heather calls 911 from a landline. <gasps> 90s. There's a jump scare. It's a fake skeleton face. No, it's the killer. He stabs the inflatable doll. Heather runs. It's just like the opening scene of Scream, except not as good. Um, then the figure stabs Heather and she pulls off the mask and it's Ryan. <gasps> and then Paul Blart Mall Cop shoots <laughs> Ryan. Who is it your friend said? <laughs> what are you saying? Are you saying <laughs> yeah. Paul Blart Mall oh, Cop. Oh, I can't remember who asked us and was like, I don't know what you're saying when you say that. I'm saying Paul Blart <laughs> Mall Cop, which is a very terrible film. Yep. Um, so that was the opening scene. Um, we had a mediocre lesbian romance. <laughs> we had a 90s playlist on random bit of garbage, bit of bush, Portishead, uh, Cypress Hill, just everything, but mm-hmm. kind of just shoved in randomly. No logic. No. Nope. Um, we had some kind of good scenes, like individual good scenes, but they didn't really work as a whole and like we had it was very very you know this word is very overused jesus christ do you know what i think's happening next door has got a dog uh a greyhound called steven who we call steven (laughs) and rosie's obsessed with steven and i think steven is in the hall and she can smell him and that's why she's snorting at the door steven (laughs) steven So she hasn't, because she hasn't actually met Stephen <laughs> face to face. So she's obsessed with him. Why are you calling Stephen? Because of that meme about someone saying that he said his name was Stephen with a PH, and it's so it's P H T E V E N. Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> I've never seen that meme. There you go. Uh, okay, so Stephen and Rosie sitting in yep. a tree. But, um, um, but they're kind of loving one another through a locked door. Oh, they are star-crossed lovers. Romantically. So I think that's what's happening here. Don't leave the lesbian 
fold. I know. Rosie. Lesbian fold. <laughs> My memoir. <laughs> um... So yeah, it's very diverse. We've got gays, we've got non-white people. <laughs> There's some hint that maybe not everyone in the world is rich. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you liked those elements more than I did because I felt like they were just plopped in there. Yes. And nothing was really done with oh, them. Oh, of course they're plopped. Everything's just plopped in Everything's there, just plop- it's just, I'm not it's suggesting just, there's no ploppage. It's just two hours of plop. And it's two hours as well. <laughs> <laughs> two all hours the films of are plop. Exactly Why don't they put that on the poster? Almost like the films are almost exactly two hours long, which suggests that they've not been edited for consistency or brevity. They've been edited for time, mm. which is never good. It's like when you're trying to reach like a hundred thousand words in, in a book, you shouldn't try and reach it and then be like, "Well, that's done," because then you just because you haven't told the story. Be, it'll yeah. be either too short or too long. Yeah. Uh, can I also point out? No. Like these other films, it's not set on Fair Street. No. Is the mall on Fair Street? Because maybe. it seems from the books like Fair Street is a street with houses on it. Or maybe they just live on Fair Street and no one really mentions it. But it's not Fair Street then, is it? No. No, it's not. And my point was, they, they this film doesn't actually feel 90s to me. No. Like, it doesn't feel authentically 90s. Like um, that film Lady Bird. Or is that... What are you what, fucking what doing? What is that noise? Some okay, kind of now. big pneumatic pump outside. Think, think we close the window? We're not going to. No. <laughs> well, for COVID safety, you know. Of course, It's yeah. better to keep the windows open. That's why we do it. Um, and it also didn't feel like it was consciously commenting on 90s things. Like, I know postmodern horror is really overdone by this point, but I still like it. Hmm. And it didn't even feel like it was trying to be postmodern. It just, it was just like, hey, remember that? Like Here's we said, thing. like we said, yeah. Remember Iron Giants? Um, like we said in the last episode, it does feel like it's been done by focus group. Yeah. Like what will appear? Who will be our target audiences? And what will appeal to them? Let's just write something approximating that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So wasn't that into it? We, it wasn't good. It was not good. Next we had the new girl. Oh, do you remember this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> so this we had a male protagonist this time. It had loads of jock sports stuff in it. Uh, it was about Corey, who was a gymnast. And <laughs> there was a lot of stuff about gymnastics. And do you remember that at one point, okay, and then there's a new girl at school who's got white blonde hair and she's kind of ghostly. And then at one point, oh, God, I hate this cover. Yeah, it was a terrible pervy cover, like oh, really that's short. That's the remake cover, though, isn't it? So like Fear the Street, redone cover. it's like a street sign. We just get, like, literally just the bottom of the arm and the top of the leg shot of a woman. Like, just her it's from, like, organs. It's boob to knee kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and she's wearing a horrendously Scott short... <laughs> Scott. I suppose it is Scott. Mm-hmm. A, sh- a short skirt. Um, and it's, like, tartan, red tartan that was all everywhere in the 90s, to be honest. Yeah, I did um, have one. But that's just... That's a schoolgirl. It's pervy. And it's really pervy. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you remember that there was this brilliant moment <laughs> where the baddie comes at Corey with a letter opener trying to stab him and he does a forward flip oh, and kicks. Yeah. <laughs> he like come, comes through a window <laughs> from an upper floor, flips through a window and then does a forward flip and kicks the letter opener out of her hand. And is that the one where he also dangles from the window? Yes. Perfectly, because he's a gymnast. I believe so. So when you fall out of something, you can just use your superhuman gymnast to strength just... 
to just grab on. the window and not fall uh, with gravity. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they also, the version that we read was part of the remake version. It wasn't an original. And they had tried to update it by giving him an iPod and mentioning that he's renting Lord of the Rings. Um, but the thing is that he's renting Lord of the Rings on video from the video store. <laughs> and also, when he wants to get someone's address, he phones information. Don't try and update to do it. That. Why? Just keep it as it was. And yeah. also, don't half-assed update it. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um, we also had... Do you remember the dead cat in the locker? Oh, yeah. And they were just like... <laughs> There was a dead cat in my locker today. Better throw it in the bin. Like, wouldn't you be upset by that? That's your um, the bingo card. The animal, animal cruelty. Animal. This dead ticked cat. off loads. It gave us jump scares, animal cruelty, white supremacy, fat shaming, a Beatles reference, and the bonus of we've got to get her some help. She'll get the help <laughs> she needs. Which is always your favourite. I feel like these episodes could be called um, Kirsty Reminds Heather of things she's experienced in the very recent past. <laughs> Because I haven't got a clue. I'm I, like, oh, I yeah. only remember this because I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like it was a few months ago that we read these. Yeah, true. Uh, and okay. they really don't stick. There's nothing in them to stick to the shiny Teflon sides of my mind. <laughs> no. Do you know, a lot's been happening in the past couple of years, in yep. our defence. Um, next we had The Overnight. Surely you remember this one. They were the Outdoors Club. I do remember the Outdoors Club and this great cover. Hang on. I'm ready. Well, my computer is for ready. some reason. Uh, uh, so they go on, an, they're meant to be going on an overnight trip to Fear Island. So not only does Fear Street have a mall on it, apparently, right. going from the films, and loads and loads of houses, it also has a small uninhabited island in the centre of a lake. Fear Island? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Very cool cover. It's actually quite good, isn't it's it? It's got Susie in it. Do you know what it reminds me of? Oh, yeah, it reminds me of... um. What was the the Midnight Society that TV show? Oh, I've never it wasn't that. called the Midnight Society. It was called something else, but every episode <laughs> started something about this is a story wow, for the no Midnight. There's no content society. to this memory. <laughs> it's just no. You're not giving any information. So many people are going to be shouting at their whatever they listen to podcasts on, being like, "It's called this thing." What did you call it? Are you afraid of the dark? It's called uh, Are you afraid of okay. the dark? Yeah, that's it. There we go. <laughs> My smooth brain has got one little ridge in it that that's caught in. <laughs> so, yeah, so they all went out to the island. Uh, not on um, Duke of Edinburgh. No. So we had Delia, our protagonist, uh, Gary, her basic ex. We had Suki, uh, who has her punky, spiky platinum hair. We had Maya, who has curly hair. That's all we know about people is their hair. Pete, who is kind of hot but wears pleated chinos and her polo shirt Ugh. <laughs> and also ricky who is fat and that isn't is his entire personality and their teacher who was unsupervised taking them out to a extracurricular thing which i found worrying well first of all they went without him mm. uh which is when they accidentally kill a guy <laughs> <laughs> although he did seem like a perv um he seemed really frightening and he frightened delia is her name Delia? Yeah. Who's Della? Uh, Della! My notes say Delia. That doesn't mean they're correct, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, oh, and wait, they had this amazing line. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Go on. <laughs> I did such a nerdy laugh there. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you, Jean? <laughs> Excuse me while I put some tape on my glasses. 
Delia swept a hand back through her hair. Wet, wet, wet. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> um, and then basically the guy isn't really dead and he menaces them and they go back <laughs> and um, properly try and kill him with a paintball gun. Mm. But then he doesn't die and then the police come. And then that's the end. You can see why none of these have really implanted themselves in my brain. I can't believe you've forgotten these lines, though. Wet, wet, wet. <laughs> it gets better. I'd like to pound that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, and I remember also, that. we can bum wood if it's damp. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you forgot those. Oh, those you don't have to be lines. damp for you to bum wood. You can bum it all you like. Yeah. It's probably best to have some kind of moisture happening. I just, can you imagine, like... Like some like really hardcore like leather club like full of like bears and then one of them says, "Hey, you want to come and bum my wood?" I'd like to pound that guy. <laughs> Do you know what? If you want to pound that guy and he wants to be pounded, have at it, son. Bum that wood if you want to. Bum it. <laughs> anyway, um, that is what happens in that one. That really reminds me. I don't think he listens, so maybe I can say, but I won't say his name. A person, a person who I have been really intru- recently introduced to by your wife. Uh-huh. That person. Yeah. Very nice man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw him yesterday very briefly, and he went, I was like, what are you doing this week? And he went, yeah, tonight I'm doing this, and then tomorrow I'm trying to arrange um, a shag. <laughs> like, he didn't know whether to say it, and then he was just like... Yeah, just a shag. You could say a shag. Just trying to arrange a good fucking... I'm glad, <laughs> so, he's, I'm, I'm glad he's arranging a shag. Yeah, me too. for him. <laughs> me too. I don't think you do listen, pal, but good for you. I hope you're having a nice shag right now. Yep. I know exactly who you mean. I'm glad. <laughs> okay. Uh, we didn't like that one very much. Um, then we had... Oh, God. The Missing... Which was a weird one. It didn't feel very fair streety. Hmm. Are you suggesting about... that something's just been rammed in just for the sake of filling the you know quotient? Don't don't ram things in. <laughs> no. Without permission, don't and do that. It had the weird um, Pride Rock people running cover. Oh, for fuck's sake, that is the ugliest piece of shit. <laughs> also, why why what is she is why is she doing the literal like? Someone doesn't understand anatomy. Man running kind of comedy run. Stance. Do you know what's happened? Whoever designed this cover has got... Do you, you know those little wooden figures that people use and you can adjust the limbs? Oh, like, like artists the... use them. Yeah, yeah. I've and they've re- bent it funny. I've just realised they're not standing on a rock. That's the shadow, That's the shadow. of the person who... Yeah. Oh, you can battle along. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I thought you were just joking when you said it was the rock. No, I thought they were standing on a rock. Oh no, it's meant to be a shadow, um, although a weirdly shaped shadow. Yeah, and the angle is... Uh, I was like, she's not even standing on Pride Rock properly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, so someone went missing, did it? Yeah, yes. their parents went missing. So yes. it was a brother and sister, and their parents went missing, and then they forgot that actually this other guy lives in their house. <laughs> Who I believe was wanking behind a curtain <laughs> because he was hiding behind a curtain doing something suspicious. Quietly. Clearly wanking. <laughs> and then there was, do you remember there was the highly unnecessary scene where the brother falls into a pit? Sometimes I'm like, did I hallucinate this book? Like, is this a real book? Is someone pranking us by giving us fake Fear Street books? Because how can this be a real book? Great prank, you've won. Stop it now. Yeah. <laughs> You won, we fell for it. Stop it. We've had enough. He falls down a pit in the woods that's got a dog in it. 
and he kills the dog. Oh. Do you remember he snaps the dog's neck with his oh. bare hands? Oh, horrible. And fucking rough as fuck. Awful. So then they, basically the whole book is them pursuing leads. <laughs> <laughs> you used to be a detective, didn't you, Christy? <laughs> they spend the episode detectivating. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I used to be a detective. <laughs> you know all the lingo. I know all the words. <laughs> and um, they try and find out what happened to their parents and it turns out that they're part of a cult, which is clearly... Meant to be a white supremacy cult because it's called the White Monkey. But then Robot Stein kind of backs away because this is how they describe it. We of the White Monkey are ready to take back the America that is ours. For too long we have stood by while others determined our nation's fate. No longer. We shall rise up and take back by force what is ours. Mm, yeah, that's really so you're like, white supremacy. Uh, don't like it. Maybe it's that finally Robot Stein was like, I've butted up everyone with all this really obvious white supremacy. I can just put my actual message in the book. And then they misunderstood and thought he was being like critical of it. And he was like, yes, critical. I'll just change the ending before you read it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely critical of it. Yes, no, that's a wrong thing, isn't it? It's, it's white supremacy bad is to be a white supremacist. Yes, no. Obviously, I agree. Um, I didn't mean... I when time... I said the hoods were snazzy, I didn't mean in a good way. <laughs> Let me just... Give me the printout back, and you just go and have a really nice long <laughs> lunch, three, four hours, and then we'll discuss the rest of my book and what it's definitely already saying. It's just I remember there was a typo, and I really wanted to fix it. <laughs> a typo in every word, in fact. But don't, don't look at it before I fix it. Um, so that's what happens... In that one, and then it turned, but it turns out that the parents aren't really in a cult or a white supremacist group or any kind of supremacist group. They were undercover. They were undercover cops. Of course. They're in the FBI. And that's fine because undercover cops have never done anything bad to anyone. <laughs> no, they're definitely. This is a very pro police book. Yeah. Uh, I hated it. Uh, also, I had my. This is my favourite line. The questions all swirled around in my head like clothes in a washing machine. Heavy. Heavy clothes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Fucking, wet, where's wet, the wet book clothes. of price? <laughs> <laughs> and then we had the second film. Okay, do you want me to try and do this? Yeah, go on. Because um, I'll do it just do it off the Wikipedia page. So, oh, nice. Uh, Fifth Street Part 2, nice. <laughs> Making our job so much easier. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed having a lot of information around and me being able to use that to cheat. Um... So, it's billed as a teen slasher film, and I don't know if I really agree. There is slashing. It was really, obviously, trying to rip off a lot of, like, 1970s horror. Um, and we are in a camp. You really couldn't think of that word. We're in a... You sleep there, and it's in the woods. <laughs> We're in Camp Nightwing. Um, camp Darkwing Duck. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So the main character is an annoying ginger called um, Ziggy Berman. Not slang off ginger, just slang off. She's just annoying. Um, And And she's not like other girls, remember? Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, the whole thing is that (sighs) she's like, you know, I'm just different. And it's like, but how you're just like a pretty, really skinny white girl who's wearing all the same shit and hanging around with all the same people and just doing... Yeah, you're slim and conventionally pretty and there's really nothing outside of you. You haven't even got fucking braces. You've just got you shit attitude. You spot. Yeah, you look, you're stunning. <laughs> <laughs> Mainstream person who's just, like, annoying, basically. And again, I'm raising the question. 
are you an outsider or do people just not like you? Yeah. That's a lot not of, the same thing. A lot of people seem to think that they are like, um, well, what's that horrible? There's a, a person on Twitter who is exclusionary of a certain group um, and she's like quite famous. And I think she said something like, oh, the other day I've got a... I've got a PhD in women's studies. I'd be burned as a witch. And it's like, fuck off. Loads no, of people got a fucking PhD in women's studies. They're just not dickheads like you. People who think they're like doing something amazing and out of the blue and out of the mainstream. And that's why they're not liked. No, it's just probably because you're a dickhead. That's why people don't like people. <laughs> and it's really weird that this new extreme out of the blue thing is exactly the same as the really old regressive thing. Mm, weird. Isn't it? That's really weird. strange. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Ziggy is one of those type people, and she is accused of stealing by uh, Sheila, who... I remember there were loads of people and we couldn't remember who was who. Because so they gonna... all look the fucking same. They all look the same, and it really wasn't clear who was supposed to be from Sunnyvale and who was supposed to be from Shadyside, because of course they all look the same, and there's, there's no like class markers. There's or... like seven kind of thin, pretty white girls in this. <clears throat> yeah. And they look really similar. I couldn't even keep track of who Sheila was. Um... Who's yeah. Sheila? I can't I, even remember who Sheila was. She, I think she had really dark was she hair. she like the lead baddie? I can't remember whether she was the lead baddie <laughs> or whether she was the same one who ended up in the in the fire in the toilets later. So Ziggy's older sister, Cindy, is like do-gooder, Polly in my pocket type person. Um, Polly in my pocket. That's not Isn't even the name of it. Polly pocket. pocket. I used to love them as well. I can't believe I got that wrong. That was such a good joke on Twitter. Let me. I'm gonna look it up while you're talking. Okay. Because uh, I, I need to give credit on the internet this time. I saw it on the Teenage Scream Twitter, and it was funny. And I'm gonna look at it because I want to give credit for this funny joke. So please okay. continue, and I'll look it up. So, um, Polly Pocket, Cindy, and her boyfriend are cleaning, and then the nurse comes in, and then the nurse attacks Tommy, um, and then it turns out the nurse is daughter was something um can't remember uh fear made a deal with the devil by cutting off her hand on setting stone that's what the nurse's diary says blah 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 um that was it i found it so dimity hubbub on twitter hello uh <laughs> so tweeted uh that she liked hearing me say little jobby sprinkles <laughs> on an episode and then said it sounds like a scottish Polly pocket knockoff <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> she so is very thank funny you for being way funnier than us. <laughs> um, oh god, yeah, this is this is so much shit that I can barely remember on this. So, loads of the camp leaves via the bus because this people have been killed by this guy, um, and then they have that like color. Oh, the fight. War, I don't know what that is. Battle. Ugh. Yeah, I'd like this is. I can barely. Which was the here. the vast majority of the film was this guy basically like stalking through the woods, slashing people who you don't care about to be yeah. quite frank because you've never seen them before. And then they were all down downstairs in tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy kills Alice before Cindy decapitates him. Like it's, this has had so little impact on my life. Uh, oh yeah, and then at the end of Ziggy... Do you remember Alice? She's the one, she's got an annoying way of talking and she's oh, got short yeah. hair and she does all the drugs. And... Oh yeah, I hated her. Mm-hmm. She, and then they had that horrible, unearned moment where she was like, I'm just bad because it's easier to be bad. Um, Ziggy and I'm Cindy... troubled too. <laughs> Ziggy and Cindy, the sisters, run to the tree. Um, they get killed, except... Ziggy gets saved via CPR, even though... She's been stabbed in the fucking chest about ten times. Major abdominal trauma, like, all of her organs fucked up. But, she, you know, she's probably fine if you just breathe into her a few times. Um, And then they realise, you know, back in the modern day, 1994, they realise Ziggy from the story is Ziggy, 
whose house they're at. Um, and then they go and find the hand, Seraphia's hand, don't they? Yeah. And then that sets us up for the third film. Uh, it was a c- catastrophe. <laughs> it was fucking awful. The problem was, is that it was boring. It like, was... it wasn't even fun trash. It was just boring. The, there was too much music all of the time. There was not mm. a minute of silence. Like, it was literally to the point that we were laughing out loud at how bad the fucking sound design was. Can we also please have a moment of silence for the bit where the killer tries to stab someone to the song The First Cut is the Deepest? Oh, it, it was all that. It was I all it. that. I just hate it so film. much. I didn't care about the characters, couldn't even tell who they were. The fucking plot didn't make any sense. It was just filler. It was just they needed a bit in the middle and they were like oh people love horror films don't they let's do um uh let's do the 70s uh what's the one with jason oh uh friday the 13th friday the 13th let's do yeah, friday because the 13th. there was even a shot of when it was like oh the flashback vision there was a shot of someone drowning someone in a lake mm. and you're like that never even fucking happened never in the happened. film and then you're like why did the whole nurse lane thing happen and i suppose that's a shout out to the fact that in the first Friday the 13th film, it's not Jason, it's Jason's mom. Mm. Uh, but doesn't make any sense again, because why would you just put it in there? Just terrible. Awful. I fucking hated it. Now, all that, the characters. now that I've looked into the Fair Street... <laughs> more, the Fair Street multiverse a bit more, apparently there is a Fair Street book, which we haven't read yet, because I'm sorry, there's a lot of them. <laughs> and we our life is only so short. And um, there is one where it's set at a camp and someone drowns someone in a lake. So I'm like... Is that a shout out to the about five people who will remember that? Maybe that's the maybe that's the problem with all of these films. They've tried to get literally every Fair Street book in them, but so few people would would have read all of them. Do you know what I mean? And even when you have read them, they don't stick. I really feel like because I read a lot as a teenager, and I've read a lot of them now. And they all kind of merge together. Like, it's hard to recount the plot of one from beginning to end. Because mm-hmm. they all sort of merge and you just have this mishmash of, like, there's a babysitter and a spooky house and a weird phone call. And mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You can't yeah. really remember any details of anything. Yeah. And probably there's a sleazy boyfriend called Chuck who's a bit <laughs> handsy. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, you know, that kind of actually spreads across a bunch of different books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it was good. It don't uh, no, sorry, it was, it not, was good. not good. It was the opposite of that. That's not what I meant to say. Don't watch it. It was ungood. Yeah, it was ungood. It was fucking awful. Yeah, don't uh, hide your feelings there, Heather. No, it was, I just hate this. <clears throat> so next we had the wrong number. Oh, which does have a great cover. It has a character called Dina also. Oh yeah. Oh hello. Oh Rosie. Hello Rosie. Um, uh, this was the really classic. Oh, cover that we really, really very like. Leslie cover. Very, yeah. I actually everyone, want this as a poster. Everyone on Twitter, sorry, on Instagram, was like, "It's the queer cover." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's two les, it's two sixties lesbians. Rosie's crying because Stephen. <laughs> I'm so close to Stephen. Oh no, Stephen's but away. But I can't. Right, I see you, Rosie. I know. I'll give you a biscuit later. <laughs> I'm not having Go my away. biscuit, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, great cover. Really nice palette. Uh, fun expressions on those girls, really sixties looking. Good. I also like the coral of the type of the name. Yeah, Frankenstein. It's good. I'm into it. So in this one we had Dina, and she's a pain in the ass, and she complains all the time that things smell bad or they're messy or she doesn't want to do it. And we start out with a blob of gel. Oh God, a blob of gel. 
A blob of green gel oozed like something from the bottom of a decaying swamp. This is the one where Robot Stein doesn't know what hair gel is. Yeah, and thinks <laughs> everyone is afraid of goo. Yeah. God, what is it with goo? Him and goo. I don't know. Like, I, I have a pathological fear of jelly. So you would think that if this spoke to anyone, it would speak to me, right? Because I don't like... I have a real issue with that consistency. Like, it makes me throw up to even it's think about it. It's very vegan of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this really predates veganism. Um, not the concept of veganism, just mine. <laughs> but, like, it, it's not even getting me. It's just stupid. Because, again, on the Patreon, and the House of Evil books, which we've been doing on the Patreon, the September one, there's a... Oh, the, the worst, shittest goo scene that I think has ever existed in any book, and I'm still mad about it. <laughs> like, I will never get over... And it's like How he swerves away it. from a, a potentially good plot point to just make it go. <laughs> yeah, there's like a bit where you're like, this is actually really scary. And he's like, no, no, we're doing goo now. Goo, we're doing though. goo for like 40 p- fucking pages. <laughs> yeah, thanks, robot. Um, oh, yeah, do you remember there was this bit? Okay, so this was about Dina and her new stepbrother, Chuck, who at the beginning of the book, it's his first day at this new school. And he starts to eat his cereal, but then he doesn't finish it and he puts it in the sink. And then Dina thinks, was he really crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Like, dude doesn't want this fucking cereal. (laughs) Leave him be. Um, Also, we have, again, in so many of these books, there's a scary noise. And you're like, there's someone in the other room. And it's a window banging in the breeze, which like, come on. Try harder. Try harder, robot. Um, and then also... Try harder, robot could just be the name of this series. Yeah. <laughs> Try a bit, robot, <laughs> Try at please. all, in fact. Um, and then we also had some awful fat shaming. We had some jump scares. Oh, there was a bit where they said, look out, the new kid's got a knife. And then the next scene is several days later and you're like, Okay. <laughs> Guess they're all dead now. <laughs> Great. Um, they, we also had a dead cat in this one. Oh, yeah. Because you just could never have enough um, dead cats. Mm-hmm. I don't want Thanks. any dead cats. Um, I can't really remember what, much of what happened in this. Oh, no, wait. Wasn't it that they... It wasn't. It's called a wrong number. It's not even about a wrong number. They on purpose phone a number on Fear Street. Oh yeah. And then they hear a murder happening. Yeah, Mr. Farberson. And he's killed his wife. Yeah. Which and is actually quite horrible. We had a potential really horrible bit about domestic violence, and then again, he just didn't just just dangled that and then Lean just away left from it. That. Went away. To, to be hard. fair, I'm kind of glad because I don't want to see Robot Stein tackling something Anything. like that. <laughs> tackling an issue like that. Don't tackle any issues. Don't do issues. Don't tackle. Just slide. Stop writing. <laughs> You've got enough money, robot. We looked up your net worth. Mm-hmm. We know what you're worth. Yeah. You can stop now. Whistling Bob Stein or whatever he calls himself. Whistling Bob? <laughs> Joe Jovial. <laughs> Where'd you get Whistling Bob? I think I was thinking of Whispering Bob Harris, who's a old Radio 6 presenter or Radio okay. 2 presenter or something. Um, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. And then we had... Oh, my... Most loved and most hated, the Sleepwalker. Again, I do remember this one. Fantastic cover. Oh, it's like a Kate Bush video, except she's wearing like a like a plain Mighty Ducks jersey. Yeah, from like the early nineties. So it's quite Carrie-ish. Mm. Like she looks like she's about to shoot fire out of her hands or something. Not she that isn't... Carrie does that, but you know, Kirsty, she isn't safe even in her dreams. <sighs> so this is one. About, this was about Mira, 
and it started really well and it was that she gets this job in this house with this spooky old woman mm. who's got like a black cat and she's kind of witchy she's got all the weird ephemera she has got weird ephemera and she's also got like suspiciously smooth skin she also had a son <laughs> who drowned when he was three and she sees some like ghost children and you're like oh i like what you're laying down here surprisingly and i was like i think this might be my favorite robot stein ever and then Mira also hooks up with this guy. Oh, sorry, she's just broken up with this guy, Link, who is an absolute dickhead, and she, he she he wants to get back with her, but she's with Walker now. Walker, who is, like, really chill, really nice, doesn't make a fuss about things. Like, she has to break off dates with him a few times, and he's like, that's cool, you should you should hang out with your friends. You should um be able to, to do what you want. So we have things like... She had to break a date with Walker. He sounded disappointed, but he was very understanding. Get going, he said. Have fun. Don't think about anything heavy. Um, he's just really chill and nice. And then it turns out that Link, the toxic, violent guy who fully like grabs her face to make her listen to him, he's actually the good guy. Oh, is he? That's good, isn't it? Walker, the really chill, nice guy who gives her space and doesn't crowd her, but still gives her his full attention when he's with her, um, he's the killer. Of course. He's the baddie. Bad guys are good, and good guys are bad. Yeah, and if a guy doesn't um, possess you and is, is not super aggressive... He's not bothered. He's because he doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They need I think to want you to is... an extent where they'll murder both you and themselves. That's normal and healthy. That is fine. Yeah. If they can't have you, no one will. <laughs> um, this is, I think, the most toxic heterosexual book Yeah. ever. Zero stars. Also, um, sorry. Can I just? Tell you, I read, I read a review yesterday of Kanye West's new album. Oh yeah. Um, and it was like written by a woman, and it was like you know. Uh, oh, that's my stomach. Can you hear that? Oh no, I'm but hungry. my my. I just did an internal burp. As well. Oh okay. Um, what noisy bodies we have today? <laughs> and it was like, you know, it's mediocre essentially the album, but it's got Marilyn Manson on it, and it, they, she was like. That's you know, a fucking choice these days. Yeah, it was like, she, he's been accused of, like, very awful things by, like, at least 15 women. and God, is it that many? Yeah. Because <gasps> I read the article about his ex, the very beautiful Evan Rachel redhead. Wood. Um, not her, the other. Oh. How does he get all these beautiful women? This very gorgeous actress that was in Game of Thrones um, that she wrote this very harrowing piece about it, anyway. Well, um, Evan Rachel Wood's testimony is really awful mm. to watch as well um and the review was like you're always being told um that as a reviewer you should separate the art from the artist but but including a known abuser so flagrantly he has he has made it impossible to do that zero stars and i was like oh it actually gave me tingles to read fucking it ch- i mean why don't you just chuck chris brown on it as well why not yeah i was do like it. fucking good for you good yeah. for you writing that wow yeah really i mean it. that is a choice to put him on it fucking dick right now like yeah. what are you thinking don't do it Anyway, um, zero stars for in this, this book. <laughs> in this book, also, so remember I was saying the witchy cat lady, you know, she's got this kind of psychic cat and her son drowned, and but none of that goes anywhere. <laughs> none of that is returned to or explained in any way. Uh, <laughs> so we didn't like it. So I was really mad about that because for about eighty percent of the book, I was like, "Oh, robot, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Like I like this. I love what you're doing. It's got sort of like." Flannery O'Connor-ish vibes, like kind of Southern Gothic into it. And then he was like, oh, actually, here's a bag of literal shit. <laughs> Covered in gold. 
to make it extra scary and then it's got rats on it too so um that was annoying that was the prometheus of uh fair street for you yeah it promised so much and delivered so little yeah exactly or and... but this is the one we think this was um we've got a theory this is ghost written by caroline b cooney mm-hmm. and then robot stein just came in to shite all over the ending yeah Oh, this is quite good. I better ruin it so people think it's me. It's too good. They'll know I didn't write it. <laughs> and <laughs> then we had, change it. Then we had Ski Weekend, which has this really hilarious Yelch. cover. God, with, that's bad. With Bigfoot doing the comedy running pose <laughs> from the other cover. <laughs> like, that's Bigfoot in a ski jacket, isn't it? That's terrible. It's awful. Like, it's got four people on the cover, but they're all turning away from the screen camera. Um, obviously, it's not a camera, it's a drawing. It's just really bad. And then they thought that being in a ski lodge and all being in, like, woolens and ski gear wasn't enough. They had to just have them holding, holding their a ski. skis just inside while they're just relaxing. Just having my cup of tea holding my ski. I just like to hold my skis just so I know where they are at all times. Because we're, we're on a ski weekend, Kirsty. Skiing so on a ski weekend. You have to hold the skis all the time. You do. Or they, they um, disintegrate. And this was about Ariel? Oh, Yeah. I could, that's all I remember. So so it's about, yeah, some kids, one of whom's called Ariel, and then they rock up at this house in the middle of nowhere because their car breaks down, mm. I think, or there's a storm. And there's this really sleazy guy who keeps being really pervy and saying things like, you're a pretty one. I mm. like redheads. Um, and then, again, much like in The Wrong Number, Robot Stein attempts to bring in issues of domestic violence, and it doesn't go very well. Mm. Mm. And then what happens is that the fuck what even happens? So this the, one called Red. It turns out that the 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 guy, the sleazy guy, has actually murdered someone else, and he's a baddie. I can't remember. I, do you know what? I don't know. <laughs> um, I will tell you what my favorite line was. Go on. I studied. I studied a little bit about knees for that science project. <laughs> Cool. That's brilliant. I mean, it's good to have knowledge of stuff. I feel like if I was on a date, on a first date with someone, and they were like, I know a little bit about knees, I'd be like, go on. <laughs> I feel like I'd be like, tell me more. Is that your fetish? Oh. Are you a knee hitter? I wouldn't have thought about that. Do you want to rub your dick in my knee? I would not have thought about that. <laughs> uh, do you know Susie, mm-hmm. who edits this podcast hi, for Susie. us? Hi, Susie. I don't think she actually listens to them, but hi anyway. So I used to go out with Susie because that's what lesbians do. They stay <laughs> friends with all their exes like fucking weirdos. And we met many, many years ago on an internet dating site. And the reason that I messaged her is that it was on the site you could list what fetishes you had. And one of them was armpits. And she wrote in the thing, does anyone actually have an armpit fetish? Hands up if you've got an armpit fetish. Ah, and I was like, that's funny. That's good. So I messaged her. And that's how we became friends. <laughs> friends. <laughs> well, we're friends now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> For a while, not just friends. <laughs> and then friends. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we can't really remember what happened in that book, so it wasn't that good. Nope. Uh, and Fire then... game. Fire game. Which I know you have completely forgotten because I had also forgotten it because it's yeah. very forgettable. No, I can't remember at all. It was not fire emoji, this book. <laughs> right, okay. God, I really showed my age there, didn't I? Yeah, you did, mate. Well, it's fine. I'm kind of like, you know, when... Uh, I sound like one of those things where it's like, how to translate this so your teenager will understand it. <laughs> Say fire emoji. <laughs> uh, it's just got the most basic awful cover as well. It's um ugly as shit. It's just got very basic, although admittedly very handsome boy God, in we like... We will just never fight over a man, you know, slacks ever. Slacks and like a shirt, which how is like... How can you a... fancy a man in slacks? 
No, I can't. I'm just saying he's got a good-looking face, Kirsty. <laughs> okay. And then girl wearing very basic... Like, Shannon, she looks like Shannon Doherty from here. Yeah. She's got long black hair, which is nice, and then she's wearing like various intensities of lilac on her like polo shirt and skirt. Intensities of lilac is a very lovely phrase. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, and then they've got a fire behind them, house on fire, and then it says when you're playing with fire, someone is bound to get burned, which is uh, too long, and you could edit that down, but it also could be about like so it could many be books. Play with fire. And yeah. Get burned. <laughs> it could be. It could be about anything. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could think of like maybe 20 cultural events that could be summed up by that. Oh, yeah. So no wonder it hasn't stuck in our heads because it's slippery. So this centred around Gabe, the new boy at school, who is gay as hell. <laughs> <laughs> maybe bi. That's why he's so good looking. He might be bi, <laughs> but he like kicks about in bike shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? He kicks about in black spandex bike shorts and a cut-off t-shirt that makes him look like a finalist in the Mr. America contest. Is he, you know... That's very straight. Is he? That's very heterosexual. Um, And (laughs) basically what happens is everybody fancies Gabe, even though he's clearly gay, maybe bi, but probably gay, and um, lots of stuff gets set on fire. And it turns out in the end, well, I'll just tell you what happens. Yep. It's the quiet girl, because it's always the quiet girl, because she is, she's called Diane, and she's always been in love with Gabe, but she says, but I'm ruined and we can never be together, because she's got some burn scars. Oh, yeah. Which is, I think, the most offensive thing that Robot Stein's ever written. (laughs) And he's written some real shit. (laughs) It really has. He only needed to cover her in goo to give it a real kicking. I feel that that is, here's exactly what she says. Uh, so first of all, what happens is this. Jill stared at Diane and then screamed in horror. Crisscrossing Diane's body from her hips to her shoulders were long, ropey red scars. Like, that's rude, for a yeah. start. Uh, and then also, Diane says, We can never be together. My body is ruined. Like, it's fucking not ruined. Do you know what? My auntie has, like, burn scars all over the top of her arm from when she pulled, pulled a, a pan of water. I know, because I just listened to the episode. Oh, right. Did <laughs> I say told the story. And I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't notice that until I was, like, 20. So... People just don't... Who fucking cares? Yeah, people, like, yeah, it's not a big deal. And I'm sorry, but if Gabe is not going to be interested in Diane just because she's got a couple of scars, you're a dickhead, Gabe. Yeah. Everyone's got scars and people like them. And, um, exactly. And even if they didn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, I remember we had a, a homeless man who burned to death in this and then that was just like, oh, a homeless man burned to death. Oh, yeah. Let's go on with our lives. <laughs> yeah, they were sort of sad about, sad about it for a second and then it was like, oh. Huh. Well, More importantly. He shouldn't have been homeless, should he, really? <laughs> yeah. And um, then she becomes this ridiculous villain and tries to attack Jill with a blowtorch. And then that's the end of that. <laughs> okay, moving very swiftly on. Which brings on. us all the way around to the third film. The third film, which was partially, relatively good. So we mm-hmm. were back in 1666. That's very carefully <laughs> phrased. Couched that in like yeah. a million um, counter... I, don't, I can't remember the word. Um... So it was, Dina was Seraphia. She was living Seraphia's life. Um, and so were all of the other characters from the films also living the life in Union, which yeah. is... I'm just going to drink water as loudly as I like, humanly... Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, <laughs> undermine me. I see what's going on here. It's not enough to drive me slowly crazy with all these books. You've got to also undermine Do me sound while effects I'm... in the background. <laughs> um... Yeah, so they were in Union, they went and did the, what was the line? A full moon comes before nightfall. Okay. A good night to enjoy the feet of the land. 
Mm-hmm. I would like to live deliciously. It sounded like it was going to be, be an orgy, mm-hmm. and it unfortunately wasn't. Um, there was almost nearly four seconds of a hint of cunnilingus, mm-hmm. and that was enough. That was enough to send the whole town cursed. Um, and then the pastor killed pasta, a man made of pasta, <laughs> who preaches the good Mr. word. Spaghetti head. <laughs> um, he killed 12 kids in a bit that was good because he pulled all the eyes out and his eyes out as well. Um, the lesbians got blamed for all these bad things happening. Um, they went after the lesbians. They got the lesbians. One of the lesbians, uh, Seraphia, said, no, I bewitched her to save her girlfriend's life. In an actual good bit. In an actual good bit. It worked. They hung Seraphia. She said, I'm going to curse you, uh, Solomon Good, and everyone. Um, and and then if that's we how could have ended there, it would have been, been okay. And but it didn't end there. That was only half the film. But we had another 50 minutes to film. Mm. So they wrapped up the whole series in a kind of ridiculous bit where they got all the killers to fight each other in a Freddy versus Jason kind of remake bit. And it was very neon and they were in a mall. There were some questionable characters. And then uh, they killed Sheriff Good, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, he had to look at all the... He had to look at the writhing mass of organic oh, yeah. matter. Which showed him that everything his family he had, had done. to face his sins. And then the curse, he was killed, I guess, and the curse was lifted, and Sam was unpossessed, and then the Seraphia's hand went back with Seraphia's body, and everyone lived happily ever after mm-hmm. to the gigantic by the pixies. Yeah, which was, again, quite a nice moment. Yeah. So, um, last half was we shit. We didn't hate it. Last half was shit. Yeah, but it was the least bad of the films, yeah. which isn't saying much. Should we do a comparison? Yeah, let's try and compare all these things which I've already forgotten. So here we go. We're going to compare the first film to The New Girl, which you've completely forgotten and so have I. (laughs) So, which is better? I don't feel like we can compare these. I just feel like it's not going to happen. I feel like... Do you think we should just pick, like, what's our top three and what's our worst three? Yeah. So I'm going to say... Wait, let's let's do the films separately. Oh, okay. So let's do... Oh, interesting. Let's do which was the best film. The third one. Which was the shit But just film. the witchy bit. Yeah. So that was quite good. So the second one was In the fact, worst. let's do... Out of the... Uh, we didn't plan this People at all. People don't care. Listeners don't care at all. We did no planning for this. Heather made a coffee and that was the extent of the planning. <laughs> I think what we should do, because it's a bit of a, an unusual season, I think we should pick one film and one book that you should have okay and one film and one book to throw in the bin forever that's really good i like that okay thanks yeah no i'm really impressed okay well obviously our film to watch is just the witch part of the third one yes obviously and then what about for the book i mean Mm. i sleepwalker was the one for me even despite the top well kind of even with the toxic message because sometimes it's good to be conscious of things and analyze them i could go with that i was going to suggest wrong number just because the oh, queer yeah. cover and also the hint at domestic violence, but then he ruined it. Put the cover of Wrong Number on Sleepwalker. No, because Sleepwalker is a good cover as well. Let's yeah. go with Sleepwalker. Yeah. Okay, so you can read and watch those. Yeah, we would say if you're Although gonna... the host of this podcast will not be liable for any <laughs> <laughs> psychological distress caused by any of these things. If you. I mean, you don't have to read any of them because we've already told you everything that happens. <laughs> but if you want to, I would say read The Sleepwalker and watch the third film, the third Fair Street film. And and even then, stop it about 105 minutes. Not 105. Yeah. Uh, like an hour. 65. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what's and an hour? It's not 100 minutes, is it? Definitely throw the 
the middle film in the bin. Oh, you could just for the sound alone, but also everything else. Shit, awful. Yeah, just bad, bad, bad. Zero stars. And it, with the with the books, it's hard to tell because so many of them. I'm gonna say I think missing was the worst because not only was it boring and stupid, it's also trying to pretend it's not a white supremacist book. And then the weird cover. <laughs> and the cover is awful. Um, like, it's it hard be... to choose because so many of them are so shit. Yeah, I would say you could go Fire Game, Missing, or Ski Weekend for bad. Although Ski Weekend was bad, but Fire Game was actively offensive. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say Missing or Fire Game are the worst. Mm, that's, oh, but miss, Fire Game's at least forgettable. And yeah, I'm all saying right. that as a positive. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, let's have Missing. Alright, so Missing and the second film don't, go in the... Don't even get involved with them. In the dog poo bin. Yes. Bye. Covered in goo. <laughs> Covered in goo. What would you say that you've taken away from this old Fear Street series, Kirsty? I would say that I'm very... Despite having a 90s nostalgia podcast, I am so over 90s nostalgia <laughs> that doesn't do anything. Yeah. It doesn't, like, actively investigate or interrogate in any way it's just like hey here's the thing look at the thing look it's a marathon bar look at Polly Pocket who fucking cares Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna say I still love metafiction I still love nostalgia I still love things that engage with stuff out of the 90s -hmm. as long as it's actually engaging with it you see I'm I'm over just unquestioning nostalgia okay I got into doing this podcast because I remembered that I liked Point Horror when I was a kid and I also liked Goosebumps and then I realised now that I liked Goosebumps because I was an idiot child and I liked Point Horror because many of the books were not written by Robert Stein and what you've done here is you've made me read Fear Street which I never read because I think even as a child I realised that they were shit (laughs) so as a child and a teenager I never read Goosebumps hewed towards the good ones of Point Horror uh, and then you've dragged me right back and made me experience all the awful stuff as well. I like I, that's accurate. Yes, I, I don't think I've learned anything new this series apart from the fact that R.L. Stein plums depths that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, and also that we can find queer subtext anywhere, almost anywhere. <laughs> I mean, Mister Fucking Spandex Gymnast Captain America guy, that's clearly queer coded. Yeah, we, that wasn't subtext. That was text. Mm-hmm, that was on the page <laughs> and that cover we didn't queer that no that was there that was that's query it was there already mm-hmm. uh we're not going to do another fair street only series are we we'll see oh <laughs> no i don't think i can handle it because we're already doing on the patreon over the next five months we are doing the cheerleaders series the fair street cheerleaders series <sighs> Yeah, I think I'm just going to need some variation. I think I just need... Yeah. yeah I'm going to need something new. Um, but I think we can probably say for certain that the next season's not going to be until 2022. No, that's true. It won't be. Because I need to hibernate and you need to... My wife and I need to have a baby. Have a child. <laughs> and I just don't we think... need to. I don't it's, think... It's happening now. It's too late to change our minds. <laughs> I don't think Point Horror is going to be the priority. Yeah. Until the end of the year. Yeah. But we will still have our... Patreon mm-hmm. episodes. So if you're going to want more of whatever this is, uh, <laughs> um, desperately to get you through the winter, I can't imagine why, but you can become a Patreon at patreon.com slash teenage screen podcast. And we've actually got loads of back 
episodes, back yep. issues, back issues. <laughs> the podcast that you can listen to and you get a little sparkly badge um, and, and you, you're the reason that we keep doing this. Yeah. That's <laughs> basically. Yeah, we love, we, I mean, we love all our listeners. The Patreons have a special place in our hearts. I'm just like, yeah, I can't not do it because we're getting paid to, so <laughs> I have to. <laughs> yeah, this is how I make Heather keep coming back. I'm like, Heather, we owe it. To the literally, listeners. literally, yes. we owe it. We owe them an episode. We have to do it. Um, so I'm not quite sure what we're doing next season, which well, will be in 2022. I'm, I'm not thinking about that until we could take requests. December. Oh yeah, we could take requests. Yeah. If Again, any... I'm I'm keen to branch out into films now. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, and I feel like I've talked a lot about why I don't like, uh, it, and why I don't like scary stories to tell in the dark. We could watch them, and I we can explore why. Yeah. So I feel like it might be fun to do some actual 90s films, but I think it might be fun to do some, like, 90s nostalgia throwback Mm -hmm. things as well. But again, we can take requests. Let us know what you fancy. Yeah, and, like, you know, point horror books as well. (laughs) We do... There are actually point horrors that we still haven't covered. Yeah, so... In all our eight seasons. Request what you would like, uh, and we've got a few months to source them. Um, Is that a really big copy of Geek Love you've got there? No. Oh, weird. It's a different book. Oh, I see. Book. I was like, what is that? That's weird. <laughs> it's a really a different book with the same title. Um, yeah. And you can tell her to get distracted now. <laughs> <laughs> My coffee's uh, run out. Worn off. And what can people, where can people tell us what they'd like to cover? They can find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore or Instagram at Teenage Scream pod. And yeah, we'll be kicking around on there. Um, and Avoiding our work. Avoiding our work. And we also do the Patreon all the time and then post them on there. So yeah, just come and chat and... Uh, thank you for being with us through this shit. Thanks for joining us. If you for are this still season, there, yeah, this one person. <laughs> this season of shite. Ugh. And um, as a resounding end to this season, don't read the book. Don't read the book. Bye. Bye.